Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Well, you know, you feel awful for Trey more than anything. You know, hopefully the recovery process will go quickly. You know, there's certain things that it's hard to set an exact timeline on and just more than anything, get him a full recovery. And as I said, just knowing the competitor that he is, you know his history, playing games. It's going to be a challenge for him not to be able to be out there. That was Atlanta Hawks coach Quinn Snyder talking about how this team had to step it up in the absence of Trey Young, who we all know is dealing with a finger injury. And so he will be out for at least four weeks because of that yeah. injury scheduled to have surgery um, on Tuesday, which is unfortunate uh, for this team and the direction that they were trying to head. And <laughs> now was, yeah. you heard me on Friday. I was trying I to build the hype train. Such I was a- trying to build the hype train. I was like 27 left time to catch fire time to get, ca- you know, to the play in tournament and all this other stuff, time to catch fire. And then wham, now your superstar is Bam! Out. You get hit with it. Just love how respectful Tiffany was with, you know, it's going to make it tough to get to the direction you were trying to head. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's, 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 it's well said because. It is. Like no, I said, nice. man, I, I, I was like sitting there going, if they can just go over 500 for this you know, remaining stretch of games. And, uh, you know, obviously I think there's seven under at this point. And kudos to them, man. Huge win last night against the Magic at home. Uh, I know they didn't have, uh, you know, their ace too. Uh, he was out with illness, uh, Palo Banchero, but. I thought Dejounte played well. He's won uh, board off of a triple double. Uh, you know, Jalen, the, the the lobs were going down, and things just transitioned in the fourth quarter to where you started running away with it. So kudos to them, their best defensive effort point wise on the season. But it just deflating. It is. It's just deflating. I, I know there's there, there's a lot of Hawks people that are like, you know, listen, you know, it's it is what it is. You're already seven games under. I don't care. Like I still had faith. I had blind faith this team would end up catching fire at some point and start figuring, you know, a year, what, what are we now? 13 months in the Quinn Snyder tenure. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, it's go time. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, but just, no major changes, right. Other than changing right. the head coach, but no major changes well, to the roster. John Collins leaving it, that, that I would consider that a major change. That was a guy that was a starter. I guess I for, should say significant. Um, you were looking for someone no, else to be more. added. You were to definitely the, looking yes. for more. Well, yes. and, and remember we talked about this in the off season. I think, I don't know. I, I remember the conversation going, people f- telling us, yeah, they changed Quinn, they got rid of John. That's that's just the, the team's going to be automatically better, and it's not the case. It's just not the case. The Quinn Snyder effect has not yielded the results that many thought it would when they everyone wanted to sit and jump on Nate McMillan. And I listened to Quinn Snyder say the same things that Nate, Mil- Nate McMillan said. 
well, didn't play. We didn't have a lot of urgency. We didn't play with high energy. You know, we, we didn't do this. And it's the same freaking comments. Um, but last night, the team played with urgency. They, I thought they played one of their better games when you're missing uh, Trey Young. And to beat the Magic's a good team. And you, you, you beat them pretty well. I don't care that it was the second out of a, double, uh, of, of a back-to-back. You know what? We play back-to-backs, too. You know, teams win back-to-back nights all the time. Uh, so you got to take it in stride, and hopefully it's something to build off of because you got to do more than steady the water while Trey's out. you got to win games. Well, I, I will push back just a little bit. I feel like Quinn Snyder was brought in, uh, number one, to, to have that relationship with Trey, and I think he does. I think he has a great relationship with Trey, and I think he's getting more out of Trey defensively than any other coach has. I think Trey is playing with a higher effort than he ever has. Um, but that's what makes it all the more deflating when you see that relationship and you're like, oh, they're building on this, building on this. Nothing at the trade deadline. Now Trey out for four weeks. You'll see where I, I, I fully do not expect Trey to come back at, by the end of the season. I mean, you're going you're gonna to reevaluate in four weeks? Four weeks? Yeah, no, nah, man. Like, what's the it, – it, Well, it depends on where you're at. I do believe that. I mean, I think if this yeah. team does make a mini run without Trey, you'll, you'll try to get him back if there's a chance for a playing game. But, Maybe so. Maybe so. But, I mean, I don't think that's the part that's not guaranteed. This hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. Well, the Atlanta Falcons were up for a discussion on the NFL report on NFL Network. And James Palmer, who was with Steve Weish, he said he believes the Falcons are a team to watch out for when it comes to moving up from that eighth overall pick in this year's draft. Mentioning the Falcons coming up, I think, is a very, very poignant message. I I think that is a team that maybe doesn't really look to go the veteran route. I know some people have tied Justin Fields. We'll go to him in a second, but it just gets the sense. We had Terry Fontenot on this show, Steve. Didn't he just sound like we we, we value draft picks. We value, though, building through the draft in a young quarterback coming in, even if we have to move up for him, looks to be more something the Falcons would do. Remember, they have established you could say roster, Steve, on both sides of the ball. Yes. To where they could think they could give up a future first-round pick to move up from eight. They have plenty of salary cap space. They could make that jump. I think that's one team you really have to keep an eye on moving up as well. So we we talked earlier about what giving up a first-round pick does, but to me, if if this is your mindset, then I, I've got two. I've got two things. The first thing was this is your mindset. You have to get. Wide receiver help and edge rusher help in the free agency. I mean, those have to be some things that you address pretty quickly because you have the money. But the second thing, uh, Mike, was don't you have to, and Tiffany, I guess, y'all, I'll say y'all, don't, don't you guys think that you have to, um, have to, what? Wait, your, your mic's off. <laughs> That's not why you did it. I'll Be quiet. Well, no, I was looking at, I was looking at Mike because I was, and then I was like, well, you're, you're Tiffany's here, too. Keep going. Um, but, but the thing is, is, like, don't you have to have that done before you go to draft night? Like, you can't go to draft night saying, we're going to try to move up because if you, cause now you most likely haven't addressed your quarterback situation. There's no doubt. You, 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 you have to have that already knocked out and know exactly. Yeah. And the thing that, that stinks is, who is it, the Patriots at three? Yes. They know that. Like, they, they have had those, and you will have had those conversations before then, and Terry will have called. Uh, whoever's in the GM role now in in New England, and it just like they're they're gonna have you backed into a corner. I, I will push back on one of the things that was just said though. Like, do you have that much of an established roster defensively right now? I know you have Jesse Bates. You have three linebackers you think could be pretty good. 
I'd say Grady Jarrett's coming off an injury. I don't think you have the edge that you really want. I don't know what the future holds Are for Bud Dupree. Are you talking about free agency moves? No, I mean, he's just, he's just saying that you have a pretty established roster on both sides of the ball. I think you do to an extent. My problem is that when you say you have an established defensive roster, I think that's kind of incomplete at this point. And, um, and maybe I'm just looking at I the glass half full. What would be like priority then if you're well, you got, talking you got, about receivers? Your, or your secondary about is depleted. In free agency. Like your, your secondary is depleted at this is point. It? It's much like the yeah. I mean, so you don't think that you don't think that AJ trails your spot over you're gonna, there? You're going to pay him. You don't. Yeah. Well, you're you have to. You don't. You don't have to do it right now. You can wait till the middle of the year okay. and get an extension done. Um, but you need to have that conversation with him. You, you Demarco Helms. You don't think you're going to bring him back? Well, um, yeah, he's back. Yeah, he's Jesse, on his rookie deal. Okay, Jesse, Jesse Bates, Bates is back. Okay. Clark Phillips is back. What what role you want to use in Clark Phillips? Now, Mike Hughes is a guy, honestly, I'd just take, I'd take Clark Phillips and put it over there on the outside, and I, and I would re-sign Mike Hughes. I thought Mike Hughes played great down the stretch in the, in the nickel spot. Yeah. Now, here's the, now, here's the thing. Does it work fit what Raheem wants to do? But I think Anyamata, Grady, uh, go get, uh, what's our guy, Contavious Street back. Your edge, Yeah. But I think it's I think it's a lot in a lot better shape than people want to give credit. But you can sprinkle in. Well, they were giving it pretty good credit on on the clip we just played. They were just, they were giving a, they were giving a lot of credit. And here's my problem with that: when you put that narrative out there, they're well established defensively. All of a sudden, that creates this expectation for what they should be. And I, I just I don't know if I see it. I see uh, uh, like you mentioned. You just mentioned two rookies from last year, Clark Phillips and, and Demarco Helms, that are now going to have to learn a new scheme, right? That are in the second year of their contracts. A little bit undersized. I don't know what I don't know where Clark Phillips going to end up playing. I think that I think he can play outside, but he doesn't have the near the length that Jeff Okuda had. But he beat him out, and yeah. so I, I I still think you need another corner. I don't know what they're going to do with Jeff Okuda. I don't know what the future holds for Flowers. There are a number of pieces back there that I don't know what the, I don't know what the future is. I think you have to have a corner at some point in this draft or through free agency. Uh, and, and for that point, you look at the you look at the linebackers. You're in a good spot, but I mean. Okay, like no, I don't think anybody played at an All Pro caliber level. I think Grady Jarrett's coming off an injury. You still don't really know. You got just a few games out of Contavious Street last year, and I think David Onyemata is your guy. Outside of that, outside of AJ and Jesse Bates, you had and David and Onyemata, step up. Then I You're think you. I, I think I don't, I don't. I wouldn't say outside of those three that you have a well established defensive roster. I think a lot of those guys are are good, and I think a lot of those guys are 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 getting there. But you have to remember, these guys now are going to play inside of a different scheme, and that is going to change a lot of things defensively. So well, you're saying to go out and try to get someone that can fit the scheme better? I, I don't really – I'm kind of with Bo on this. I don't – I'm not saying the defense is, you know, going to say they're phenomenal or anything like that, but this wasn't a bad defense last year. No, and it you, wasn't you're getting guys that are coming back that have played together before. They're just trying to do it now in a new and system. They're going to run a 3-4, and I don't think the system is – I don't think this – and I know it's the base thing, and you're a nickel 70% of the time – the fact is, I don't think what these, what the guys on the roster do, and what the system that Raheem will run is that different. I don't believe that it's so. Just, I, I don't, I don't see. I, I don't think that a lot of these defenses are as different as they used to be. I think there's nuances in them, and the way guys like to use pressures and maybe some coverage on the back end. But I think, as as a whole, I think it's going to be very similar, especially if you if. Unless we're just getting nothing but coach speak with the we're gonna fit we're gonna let these guys play in a system that fits what they want to do. That's not coach speak because that's what he did in L.A. and and that's what and, and Jimmy Lake said it too. He goes, "We're going to run a system that looks complicated to the offense, right? But it's gonna be very simple for our players to execute." Now I'm gonna tell you straight up, I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> 
But what I think it means it's a defensive is defensive window dressing. What I think, is, and, and that's what I think it means. What I think it means is we're just going to try to confuse with 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 where people line up and how they move. But everyone's going to have a designated role, and they're going to know it no matter where they line up. Yep. And that makes me feel like almost like knowing that uh, I just got my 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 air conditioning unit checked as we roll into spring. Right. It right makes me feel comfortable with where I'm heading. The thing I'll tell getting back slightly to this quarterback thing, Russell Wilson has apparently made it known that he's willing to take a vet minimum if the contract thing works out with him. Just listen to me, with him in 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 uh, in Denver and everything works out there. If if that's the case and you sign into a vet minimum, would you be more open to taking a flyer on a JJ McCarthy type player? Maybe at eight, or or trading back into the first round, or trading down, and, and maybe still getting him at like twelve or thirteen. I think that you are. I think this is the exact reason I brought up the defensive inefficiencies the way I did, because I still think that I don't. I, I just think there's a lot of talk nationally amongst national media that see some of the first round picks and they see our defensive ranking from last year and they think, oh, you're just quarterback away. I don't like that narrative. Things will change. Schemes will change. The offensive run game will change. The passing routes, the concepts change. You need wide receivers. You need a corner. You need different pieces. And so when you talk about signing a guy and drafting a guy, drafting a guy that will not help you this year, and I think we've seen a number of times throughout the NFL, you need to do something good as a head coach in the first two years, right? Or you will be packing your stuff and, and moving in a different direction. So I think that Terry Fontenot will be doing Raheem Morris a great disservice if you went out and signed Russell Wilson and drafted a quarterback at eight, I, I think I think it's a massive misstep. Stay tuned with us because later on in the show, we are giving away a four-pack of tickets to AEW's Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Again, stay with us here on the morning shift because I will tell you when to call in for that giveaway. Up next, we'll go in the huddle. Jaden Daniels and Caleb Williams skipping workouts, the combine, all of that coming up on the morning shift on Sports Radio. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Caleb Williams, oh my. Caleb, oh my gosh. <laughs> skipping workouts. We'll be right back here on Sports Radio 99 again. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
getting your day started. Go ahead. With the morning shift. Time for the show on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> it's time to huddle up. Bring it in close. Bring it in close. The latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings. Within the huddle on the morning shift. From a healthier weight to more energy, when you switch your food, dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. Don't want you guys to eat dog food, just the dog. What sorcery is this? Sorcery is this? <laughs> None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. We are going in the huddle now. And this from Ian Rappaport of NFL Media. LSU's Jaden Daniels won't be throwing in Indianapolis this week. Daniels, of course, won the Heisen Trophy in 2023, is regarded as one of the top two or three quarterbacks in the draft he will throw at his pro day workout so again for top prospects that seems to have been the right call and as well Rappaport reporting that former USC quarterback Caleb Williams will attend the scouting combine but he won't be working out Williams will defer throwing and other physical activity until his pro day workout what do you guys think about this it's I mean not like we haven't seen this before no, it's a, it, I would have been shocked, I think, the other way. If we'd yeah. have got news that he was going to throw it, I'd oh, be like, wow. Oh, well, yeah. I'd like to see it. Listen, I'd like to see him run the 40. Uh, I think everybody would. I think that's a, such a part of his game. You and I, Tiff, talked about with Rob on Friday about how you, whether or not he's going to run the ball, you almost have to defend him yeah. like you do a Lamar because of the speed factor. And, and, and if he does get loose, he can really the make you The threat he poses. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it, man. I, I, I wouldn't expect any of these top three guys to go out and do much of anything until their own pro days, want to throw to your own receivers. I'm always about the the players taking back some of the power they have in these situations, and so this is one of the one of the one things they can do, and they can say no, I, I'm I'm actually not going to take part in this. And listen, when the combine gets here, I'll have combine stories for days because it is a really rough week, and so anything they can take off their plate in those situations is probably beneficial. Yeah, and look, Penix, Nick's, McCarthy, they're all going to throw. Um, they're all guys that probably need to throw a little bit more than than uh, Jaden and Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe Drake May. So, those guys are kind of solidified as the top three. Unless one of these guys can have a great interview and and I was going to say, and people have a walk great away wild. He was wild and blown I, away at the as combine interview. I'm also a little bit – are you all a little bit jaded off of what happened last year with C.J. Shroud and some of the talk coming off the combine about how yeah. he did bad testing and didn't, didn't interview well? And he lights up the friggin' you know, the I'm NFL. I'm glad he spoke up about it, I'm too, late, coming out dude. of that. Let me tell you something. I have not Tell seen – I haven't – and Tiffany, I know, has interviewed him, and then I, she's given me her opinion of him, and which is, uh, you know, glowing before the draft. And I watched all these interviews. I, I can't for the life of me think that he went in an interview room and didn't, didn't crush it, all right? Yeah. I've watched that guy talk. So I don't know what test he didn't do well on, some stupid written test or something. I mean – but but there's no way to me that guy didn't just just blow away any room he was in. He walked into our production meeting ahead of that Texans game, and we all walked out of that meeting like this is one of he's the best quarterback interviews we've had this entire season together. Yeah, so. he's got to be. Uh, I did see him in that sweet Super Bowl. Need to be a little bit more careful. I think it was at Super Bowl. <laughs> you never know what's going on with that. <laughs> you got to stay in the right circles. But yeah, he's been spotted yeah. with some Kardashians. Yeah, and stuff, man, you got to so. be careful. Gotta That's all. Uh, I mean, uh, just ask Reggie Bush about that trip. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Okay. Uh, but, I mean, listen, I, 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 I have certain opinions, and I've always had certain opinions about quarterbacks during the combine, during the offseason, during draft uh, training. 
there's there's a million different ways to do it, right? And, and getting out of, of whatever you can out of that and making sure you, it's all going to come down to who drafts him, what scheme he's in, what kind of players he has around him, and, and how well he can develop. But you want to set yourself up to be successful, and that means throwing at your own pro day and throwing to your own receivers, then you do what you got to do. Especially that group he's got at LSU. That's a pretty good group of receivers. The NFL has taken steps towards banning hip drop tackles as long as the league can figure out how to define what exactly hip drop tackle is. So a hip drop tackle occurs when a tackler pulls down a ball carrier while dropping onto his legs. It caused several notable injuries. And Judy Batista of NFL Media reports that the competition committee is aligned on eliminating it from the NFL. But the competition committee is still working on the precise language for a rule banning hip drop tackles. And that's where things can get tricky. As I mentioned before, if they can't find a way to define what exactly it is so that the players can understand it and the officials can call it consistently, that rule could do more harm uh, than good. So that's why the NFLPA opposes the ban. Austin Eckler, veteran, veteran running back, also a member of the NFLPA's executive committee, said this month that banning hip drop tackles would be detrimental to the game because of the difficulty in properly defining it for players and officials. Yeah, I, I stamp it, rubber stamp it, triple stamp it. I don't care. Whatever Austin Eckler said is 100% accurate. Look, we can – we. It's, that's interesting, it's too, great. coming from an offensive player, from a running back. Yeah. It's a guy that's getting tackled like that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great in theory, but if you keep banning tackles, you're going to have a bunch of players – with torn ACLs, because guys are just going to go right after their knees, or they're going to ankle dive. I don't know how you you can ban this hip drop. I understand the thought, but at what point do you have where you're just like, well, we're just going to take tackling away? It's a con. I, I don't. I know you you as a player probably hate it, Mike. When I say this, it's a contact sport. We get it, but but you can't make this game 100 percent safe. It's we overreact to everything because we see every angle in HD now. Well, uh, listen, I'm with Austin Eckler because I feel like it's impossible to define. I would be okay. like, if it was just a clear cut thing, like, okay, fine. And let me try to explain this for people that don't understand what a hip drop is. You are running, uh, you're, you're a linebacker or the running backs running towards the sideline. You grab them around the waist. All right. And you're kind of, you're kind of dragging them down kind of from the side, from the back and your hip, actually lands on the back of their lower leg, their ankle, right? That that leads to a number of injuries, broken ankles, dislocated ankles, broken fibulas. That's the old kind of T.O. You know, it, it's why they did away the horse collar, uh, you know, uh, from the get-go. Um, the problem is, what if it's your ribs that land on the back of their ankle? What if your hip lands on their Oof. calf muscle? What if your hip lands on their toe? What if, you know what I mean? What if your armpit lands on? What if you grab them by the belt and your armpit lands on their ankle? It just... There's too much gray area at a time in this sport where every rule seems to be in favor of the offense. And I just don't I don't I don't I'm not a fan of adding more and more legislation, regulation and review into this sport. I think that I think there's got to be another way to go about it. And until you can clearly define it and not have to have a game stop as you call it, I'm not in favor of it. This report from Adam Schefter Former Commander's Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy is finalizing a two-year deal to join UCLA's staff as its associate head coach slash offensive coordinator. What do you guys make of this? This is someone whose name has been circulating for years, it had been, as trying to potentially become an NFL head coach. He leaves Kansas City, 
He goes to Washington, D.C., and again, from what people were discussing, too, a chance for him to show he could still, you know, call these plays. He could still be a successful offensive coordinator elsewhere, not just under Andy Reid. Right. They don't have a great season in, in uh, up in D.C. They clean house. And now you have a guy that has taken, helped to take Kansas City to their previous Super Bowls, now going back to the college ranks where everyone is trying to get out of yeah. because of the landscape of it. I, I, I don't I, love the move know, for him. I don't love the move either. Um, and, and here's why. I think he is he is regarded by a lot of former players as an old school coach. He expects a lot of you. I don't know if there's any room in the college game for for a guy like that right now. Like if you're if you're going to hold guys accountable and be a little bit cutthroat and expect a lot out of players. Those players just move on these days. And I think that's the that's reason you was... see a lot of these coaches. There's there's no accountability anymore. There's no development anymore. You, I mean, we've heard a dozen college coaches come out and say this, and former college coaches, there's no development anymore. You can't hold a kid accountable because the minute you do that, I'm out. Um, and so I don't, know, I don't know what the future holds. I'm in favor of Deshaun Foster, the new head coach at UCLA, having that job. He is a he is a Bruin. They keep, you know, they keep saying about him. But – I, I, I'll be curious to see what kind of brand of Eric Bieniemy you get out there in L.A. because I think I think it's got to be careful. And maybe with Foster there, maybe it, because he is a Bruin, maybe this is going to be one of the outliers in uh, in college football maybe. where it's really just uh, built on culture and guys stay there and can accept the hard coaching that maybe these guys may bring to them. I know when talking to Bieniemy when we sat down for him in our production meeting, the coaching it comes from a, it's coming from a place of love. And I know Sam Howell even came into our meeting talking about how much he loved being coached by the enemy and how much he loved the fact that he coached him hard and that he pushed him. But, again, not every player yeah. is. I know, had coaches like that, too. That. I love well, being coached Some people hard. love it. Some people don't. Well, I think as far as his system and creativity, it's going to fit perfect in the college game. I, I do agree yeah. with, your, with, with everything you guys are saying. You're not wrong. You're 100% right. But as far as, like, some of the creativity that, that, that he has – um, he's gotten and he's learned and he's, he's he's you know done things with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Andy Reid's influence on him more than anything. I think that part will fit. You know, one thing we didn't really mention real quick before we get to break uh, is the cap is officially going up to 255 million. That's what's been released. That gives the Falcons already have seven million to roll over. They're going to have somewhere to start with. I think around 33, 34, maybe 35 million, uh, according to some reports, but. You've got other moves like Taylor Heineke would be six six million off the books. Well, that's another if if you if you end up moving on from him. So there's some uh, some areas. We also re-signed long snapper Liam McCullough. Big news, you know. We got to keep yeah, the there you go. dude. I, we joke, but no, it's a big deal, man. Keeping those three guys together, you know, your long snapper, your place kick holder, which is normally your punter, and your kicker. That's consistency there. Let the games begin at spring training, that is. We'll give you the latest. Three phases of the game, Mike. We'll give you the latest on the Braves. We'll also hit a mic'd up. Yeah, we we have a a court-storming incident from this past weekend we need to talk about. What's what's the future for court-storming in college sports? We'll see. This hour brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. We'll be right back here on the Morning Shift on Sports Radio, 99 The Game. It's more than just sports talk. This is the morning shift. I'm in. Me too. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
rolling along here in the morning shift and stay with us because later on in the show, we are giving away a four pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday, March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets are on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Again, stay with us and I will tell you when you can call in for that. We will get to a mic'd up, but first let's talk about the Braves. Spring training games, they are underway and they played the Rays on Saturday. I know you wanted to talk about that game. They did have another game over the weekend, but Bo, you want to talk about Spencer Strider in that game in which the Braves beat the Rays 6-5. Yeah. 6-5. Well, Strider to me is, is, it's a really interesting case for him because he was a Cy Young candidate last year, won 20 games, and I just got this weird feeling after hearing him talk and everything and hearing some of the things that he's been working on the offseason uh, early in, in in the spring. Dude, he's about to take an elite step, a huge step. He had been working on a curve, a slurve, uh, whatever you want to call it, but uh, Stemker straight up said he goes, he used it about four or five times. He only pitched, uh, I think he only faced like five or six batters, and he had four strikeouts in those two innings. But Santa goes, that's a real curveball, too. It's nice <laughs> to see him throw it against another team. That thing is coming. And, and, and he um, he's a slider and a fastball guy, and he's used his changeup a little bit here and there. I think 7% of the time last year he used it. If he can get this real third pitch being this curveball and then working a changeup, even maybe that little low percentage there, now he's got – but that get, the curveball will give him three out pitches, essentially. Yeah. Uh, well, yesterday you got Bryce Elder uh, goes uh, one and a third innings pitched. Uh, had to be pulled in the second inning. He got to 15 pitches, gave up two earned runs, four hits, uh, and a walk. So not a good outing for him as far as his prospects for getting that fifth starter spot at the back end of the rotation. Um, bright spot yesterday, Darius Vines looked really good, uh, even though he was a little bit wild. He goes uh, two innings pitched with only one hit, although he did have three walks. He was a little bit of a wild card, but... Bryce Elder, uh, like I said, misstep yesterday. Michael Harris looks to be starting spring training off. He hit a nice little dinger on Saturday. And uh, starting starting lineup for the most part in yesterday, got a couple of at-bats, Austin Riley, Ozzy uh, Albies, Acuna, Olsen, Ozuna, all the way down. So they all get a couple of at-bats before uh, they get booted. And, uh, we'll, we'll listen, we'll keep a, a small eye on uh, how this thing starts turning out. Can't wait to see Ronaldo Lopez eventually take the mound. Uh, and see how that uh, that's working out. But uh, let's go ahead and hit a mic up. It's time to rant. Excuse me. It's time to rage. It's time for mic up on the morning shift. It was the court storm heard around the world over the weekend. Uh, listen, Wake Forest knocks off Duke, and Ryan Filipowski, one of Duke's players was on the court when it was being stormed. And what happened is he twisted his knee. Well, head coach John Shire from Duke didn't really love it. When are we going to ban court storming? Like, when are we going to ban that? Like, how many times does a player have to get into something where they get punched or they get pushed or they get taunted right in their face? And it's a dangerous thing. And I don't want that to take away from the game that Wake played. Because Wake played a big-time game. Salas was as good as could be today, and, and hats off to them. But you look around the country, and Caitlin Clark, something happens. And now Flip, I don't know what his status is going to be. He sprains his ankle. And it's one thing, like when I played, at least it was 10 seconds in the court, you know, you would storm the court. 
now it's the buzzer doesn't even go off and they're they're running on the floor. So uh, I'm curious to get you guys' take on this because I am so far in favor of usually keeping things in college the same. So many things about college athletics have changed in the last five years, in the last 10 years. I'm like, man, I want it to be charming. I love the way college athletics is and the passion that surrounds it. But then I see incidents like this happen, and I'm like, man, this is just seems to be piling up these days. Ew. So I, I, I just played it again just so I could get another look at it. It, it appears he's throwing his arms out, and I don't know if that's to push somebody or to try to maintain some sort of space around him. Right. Um, as someone that has been on the field for, I think, five rush-the-field games, uh, it is craziness. And the amount of times where either usually I'm paired with a security guard um, lots of times the players don't have someone tailing them for most of the game, right. right? But in that moment, you're getting separated and kind of jostled around. I like to think I can hold my own. Um, I know I did at Boston College, but I will say I this I, I never really thought about it in these terms before, but it, ha- it has given me a different perspective now. And I do think, especially on a basketball court, I don't know, a harder surface um, and a smaller area, I, I do agree with you that something does have to change. <laughs> Well, I, I don't believe for anything's changing. They, 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 the SEC has, what, a $100,000 fine Just for your wait. first offense? Just let the team get off the court first. I don't know. Well, I, I, don't, I also don't agree with John Shire's comments that, well, it, it happens quicker now than it used to. I, I think it happens about the same. I mean, I'll, I'll, do, do, do you look at court stormings now? It, it, you look at the one with 1980, uh, was it 80, 80 or 81 or whatever, when uh, uh, NC State upset Houston. Is that court storm? Look, look quicker or slower than the one that happened Saturday. I think they all look the same. You want to stop stuff? You're uh, gonna say be, don't get beat. Is that what you're gonna say? No, 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 oh, no. I'm not gonna say that. You want to stop these things? Remember the incident that happened with uh, Burton, Jermaine Burton in Tennessee? Yeah, and that was horrific. I don't know what ended up happening with that, but when when these when these fans come down, come on. Come on, and I'm not saying in that situation. I'm just saying that's when fi- it gets physical between players and and fans. The player has the right to be on the field or the court. Yes. The fan does not. If you come down there and there is physical altercation, handcuffs, you're out. Find them, book them, Never charge them back in there again. Charge them. Easy. Because then it'll make this thing is like if you want to jump around with your team, but you make physical contact with the opposing team. And, 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 and it, it gets where one person's on the ground, arrest them. You can say you don't like that or not, but that'll stop that part of it, and they'll, it'll, it'll make you much more uh, conscious of just don't touch these opposing players. Well, I'm glad you bring that up because Mr. Filipowski had his own thoughts about this, uh, this situation. Was it on purpose or was it incidental? I mean, if, I've already heard that there's some videos of, of you know, getting punched in the back and – um, so I absolutely feel like it was personal, um, um, you know, intentional for sure. You know, like I said, was, there's there's no reason where they see a big guy like me trying to work my way up the court and they, they can't just work around me. You know, there's no excuse for that. First, I had a, I saw him getting some flack for this. And I rewatched the video again. And again, it's making me think of my own experiences down there. Not even being a player, I got shoved. So I can't even tell you that 
with with my stuff, yeah, it probably wasn't it wasn't personal, right? But no one's in the right frame of mind down there. It's just a bunch of crazy college kids storming the field. Now, in his case, you know, some of that could have been. You see the star player out there? But I, I like to think more so it's just a bunch of kids not thinking at all, and you're just running and shoving everybody. Well, I think most people that have seen the video, the overhead shot, I don't think most of them understand that he, he there was knee-to-knee contact. Like, that was, the, that was the, the first thing I saw was that somebody, like, so one of the kids running, their knee makes contact yeah. with his right knee. And then he kind of, like, holds his arms out like he's kind of falling down. Like, that hurt. Uh, I, I didn't see anything about him getting punched in the back. Maybe I'm missing that video, too. But I didn't see it. It just is, is one of those things where you look at it, and he, he has every right to be upset about it. Whether you know he's, I, think, I think he is probably speaking his truth. Uh, he, it sounds like he's getting some secondhand information. But it's a scary thing for me, man, because yeah. I'll be honest with you all. I would not, knowing myself back when I was in college, I would not have reacted well to people rushing the field and getting your face. And Especially, these days... You're in the heat of the moment. You're an athlete. You just got done playing. And here's the problem. What is every kid rushing the field doing? They're holding that phone up, and they're getting in your face, and they're getting clout for talking trash. And it has happened a number of times where people think, I'm going to get clout. And that's why anytime there's a player situation, I'm like, turn that camera around. Turn the camera around and get it on the people asking the questions and acting fool, because you're the one in the jersey, right? You're the one at the press conference. You're the one with the microphone, whatever it may be. I love when cameras get turned around and people get put on the and spot. And you can do so that hope, in those situations, but not when you're getting done with the game. Right. You don't that's well, my, that's do my that. thing. And I hope whoever it is, if there was a punch in the back, I hope they get called out. I just, I struggle, guys, with do we need to make changes? I, I don't know. Like, how much security do you have to have at a place like Duke to keep people from storming the court? It's I don't know enough. that a number exists. No, because kids are jumping from from everywhere. Yes, all over all the place. All over the place. Cameron indoor, There's, whatever it may be. Uh, they're coming from every angle. I don't. Do you hold a rope around the court when it gets tight? I mean, do you wait for the buzz? I don't know. I don't know. But I, 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 I know I that I don't want to see any more situations. I think there just needs to be something where they at least, if you lose like that or whatever, you're just getting quickly escorted off the field. Because I can, again, I'm telling you, I've been through it, and it is not. It actually is not. It actually is not fun. It's yeah. not. I, I can't Nothing imagine it's fun it. for anybody other than the kids rushing the field. Maybe the, you know, the team getting celebrated. If, yeah. But the other side of it, I'm just telling you, I would not have reacted good. And I luckily didn't it never happened to me. But, and I had a mic flag in my hand, so I had to. I would have been, so been in a bad situation. <laughs> I would have been. That was, listen, I was in college, thankfully, at the uh, very beginning of the iPhone. Because uh, if it was what it is now, been a, been a bad, some couple bad situations. Thomas, so, you wouldn't be working with us. We'll see. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I might have a little <laughs> little record. <laughs> yeah. Videos right. floating around there. We do have a giveaway to tell you about, and we want you to stay with us here because later on in the show, I'll tell you when you can call in to get the four pack of tickets to AEW Wrestling's Dynamite and Rampage Wednesday. March 6th at Gas South District Arena. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. I will tell you when to do that. Up next, though, is the wake-up call. Calls at 404-726-0929. And maybe you have some thoughts on people storming the courts or the fields. Share it with us on the morning shift on Sports Radio 99 The Game. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.